Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the One Shot Movement Podcast, where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people, anyone that's out there making it happen. And today we have a very special guest. His name's Mario Norfolk, who is an incredible entrepreneur that's built businesses in 30 countries, founder of six different companies. We're going to dive into that part of his story, but he's a growth hacking specialist and has a growth hacking agency. So we're going to talk about that very unique skill that's underutilized out there in the marketing space. Also going to talk about Clubhouse and how he became one of the biggest influencers on Clubhouse of over 50,000 followers in less than a month. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode with Mario Norfolk. Okay, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement podcast, where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people, anyone that's out there making it happen. And today I have a very special guest. His name's Mario Norfolk, who is an incredible entrepreneur with an extremely broad skill set in business and entrepreneurship. He's a founder of six companies, doing biz in 30 countries around the world. He's now a growth hacking specialist which we're going to dive into that in this episode. And where we met, we met many years ago as a a client in my gym, but we recently have connected again on the social media platform. And he's now one of the biggest influencers on Clubhouse with over 50,000 followers. So welcome to the show, Mario. Craig, thanks for having me. Great. And I always like to, I guess I intro someone to the story, but I really like the uh, the guests to fill out their story and just share some highs and lows of their entrepreneurial journey over a few minutes to give some context to your background and story. Yeah, sure, man. So I started my first company in Australia and Melbourne. Uh, we got to seven figures in year one, eight figures in year two. Uh, Audio is good, by the way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah seven figures in, in year one, eight figures in year two. And the company was called Fruity. Still is in Australia, doing really well. Um, and then since then, I launched an events business in Australia. So I was based in Melbourne. Um, I um, Then I, I launched more e-commerce companies. Then I expanded to B2B. In 2017, launched the first consulting firm. Uh, 2018, became a partner at a law firm, founded a VC fund. 2019 um, and 2020. So 2020, launched a growth hacking agency. Um, biggest highs? Well, I'll give you a recent high. You know, the recent high is Clubhouse blowing up there, having an incredible um, uh, following the biggest daily business room on Clubhouse. And then the biggest low, you could say, is a week ago on Clubhouse. Um, my account getting um, uh, getting temporarily suspended because of a mistake. And then they're too slow to, to you know, to bring it back. So it's been a week. I'm waiting for them to bring it back. So that's not a major low. Obviously, it's not a business going bust. Uh, you know, the biggest low is probably getting scammed in 2018. Lost a few million dollars. And my company almost went belly up. That's the biggest low, but I've had way more lows than highs. Um, otherwise, I'm still here, man, fighting through. Great. And I want to uh, one of the questions I always talk to people about is big challenges in life. So I think I might start there on your story with some of those challenges, and and then we can like move on through some of the highs. Yeah, man, I'm tired, man. I'm I'm tired. It's been a tough, tough journey. I've had a lot of a lot of downs. So I try to always be grateful. You know, I, I'm I'm in a pretty comfortable pay, place. Um, financially and in my life is pretty comfortable but i've just been been punched way too many times in the face the way i deal with them so you know me from clubhouse like i always try to bring it to the audience and what value they can get um is a book there's a book that sums it up way better than i can it's called the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday and the book talks about ways 
to deal with with punches in the face or, or even more than that. Um, and it's about turning it into an opportunity. I'll use I'll try to use the clubhouse example. I lost about a week now of momentum, which is okay, and you know, I'll I'll get it back. But it's a week of of clubhouse growth. You know, I've had really good growth, a, a big daily room, a lot of celebrities every day. Um, just just gone because of the issue that I faced. But I try to make something out of it. So today we were in talks with BBC and Huffington Post and Sky uh, Sky News about letting that story. So my story is, you know, it's, it's related to social media bullying. I had a celebrity millionaire re- have his audience report my account. And on Clubhouse, it's really easy to get an account temporarily suspended. Just get a small number of people to report it. Uh, so that's the obstacle I faced, but I tried to turn it into an opportunity by turning it into a, a story, which is a, one hell of a story on how, um, uh, you know, so, bullying on social media on platforms like Clubhouse, which I'm sure you've seen it, people kicking each other out, all that drama on the platform um, that exists. So I, I, I'm trying to speak up on, on, on that topic and that worked out. It's working out well. You know, if I, if I manage to get on, on BBC, Huffington Post, et cetera, that will get the word out there. So it's turning something bad and, and there's no, you know, there's no question getting suspended temporarily or seven days and counting on Clubhouse or getting silenced on any platform is a negative thing, but there's always a way to turn it into something positive. And that's what I'm trying to do with um, um, with this. And I, I've, I've done this time and time again. I said, I got scammed in 2018. Well, how can I turn that into something positive? Even though it's negative, it's a negative thing, but how can I turn the outcome more positive? Um, and what I did was I, I got scammed because I didn't have a personal brand, Craig. So I was very, very private. You Google me, there's nothing. Now there's all these dance videos and, and my companies and me speaking in different places. But before it was nothing. Um, so what's the solution? I, you know, personal branding on steroids. So I launched my personal brand like crazy and, and here I am today. No, that's uh, very interesting. You've lived in many countries around the world as well. So what? just t- take us on a bit of a journey where you've been on uh, doing business. You've been in Melbourne. I think you're in Dubai now or you were in Dubai recently. So do you want to share a bit about that story? Yeah, sure. So I've been traveling for six and a half, seven years and counting. So I left Melbourne about seven years ago and um, I travel in, I'll be in Ukraine in a week. Um, so I'm traveling constantly. I was in Turkey, I was in, in yeah, Dubai, Lebanon. Um, Paris so I'm always on the move um, don't know why man <laughs> I'll be honest there's no sexy story behind it I'm still trying to figure out why I I, I think I know myself so I, I I feed on momentum and growth like I always need to have movement growth momentum um, so that's why I dance you know if you look at my Instagram it's me dancing that's why I love building companies that's why I love building communities and that could be why I'm always traveling it's like always momentum new country and new atmosphere even though i don't really do any touristic things i just go there i have a nice place i sit there i work i go dance that's my life (laughs) very good i've been to many of the countries you mentioned lebanon middle east uh, turkey um it's uh, amazing to travel all around the world i haven't been to albania but i've been to 120 different cities so i was curious to know why uh, just one of the business I was working in. I um, yeah, I spent twenty weeks a year just in different cities around the world. So I've been all through Africa, India, wow. all through Southeast Asia, all through Europe, uh, and many many times to most places as well. So, um, pa- crazy. 
<laughs> passionate traveller. So I want to talk to you about one of the skills that I've observed that you have, and it's it's the art of networking. And one of the um, lessons that I've learned along building businesses for 20 years, uh, a lot of my success really relates to the network that I've been able to build, the relationships I've been able to build. And in a short period of time, I've you know really observed the way you've gone about building uh, networks and relationships and also that I, I you know I may be wrong but I, I believe that's how you've been able to build your influence on Clubhouse the biggest room on Clubhouse and attract the likes of Ty Lopez Les Brown Jay Shetty to be guests in your rooms do you want to share a bit about your uh, ability to network but also why it's important and how to get good at it yeah it's Look, if you told me that two years ago, I was horrible at networking, even a year ago. So I wasn't that good at networking um, or I didn't put much time into it. I was just too focused on my businesses. I didn't see the value, but it's powerful. Like having those relationships is very powerful. Um, especially when, like on Clubhouse, the way I did it was purely through networking. Now, how do I network? It's not that, it's not that complex. What I did was essentially connect with those people and say, how can I bring you value? That's how I came, you know, four weeks ago, I had no, now it's five, but four weeks before my, my temporary suspension, I had no followers on, on Clubhouse. And then I hit 50,000, over 50,000 in, in four weeks. Um, that's not easy to, to achieve. So the way I did it was essentially connecting with all those, those influences when I was a nobody, a small fish with literally no connections. And just say, how can I bring you value? What can I do for you? So I did this again and again and again with small names, big names, and I moved my way up. Um, and, um, you know, th that's how it got me to – because when, when you give – the power of reciprocation, people don't appreciate. When you give something, people will give back. You know, if you go to a store, you've been to Turkey. If you go to – or Egypt, you said – I think you said Egypt. So if you go to, to Egypt and you want to buy a carpet in those stores, ask them a question about one of them. Most of the, the good salespeople will go out there, will get the ladder, will go up on the ladder, will bring the carpet down, put it – open it up, display it for you, answer all your questions, go through all that hassle. They could have just answered one question. Why? Because they know you'll feel bad. They'll know you're more likely to buy it because now they've gone all, through all that effort that it's going to be hard for you to just walk away and say thank you. Um, so that's the power of reciprocation. You do a lot of things for someone without asking anything for, for anything in return and people reciprocate and that's a strategy I use in Clubhouse and it got me to where I am today. Mm. And you do, uh, like, I mean, I, I've uh, been on, I haven't been on as aggressively as you have, but uh, I've been, you know, speakers and moderators in your room uh, and, and in lots of different rooms. But, um, yeah, to give some context, we probably started, you know, similar times and he's at 50,000 followers and I'm at 4,000. And that's still, you know, a lot of people in general. But, um, uh, yeah, in context to most people on the platform, that's still a, a big number in the space of four weeks. But, um, yeah, I, I see networking as one of the skills. If you want to accelerate in life and amplify results, you just have to get good at networking. Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll sum up networking in one, in one sentence. It's not necessary, but it just makes things easier. You know, knowing someone that has influence will just make it easier for you to gain influence. Not necessary. You can still build a brand without networking, um, but it's just easier to do it. So if you can, if you've got that skill, if you can hire people that are good at it, you know, I, had, I have a whole team. You know, it's not just me. I have a whole team managing that. It's a whole system involved in networking. Um, so, yeah, that's my – if you build a system that, that can allow you to network really well, 
you've got an incredible asset, an incredible tool in your business. So just touch on that for one second. Like when you say you've got a team, you've got a system, obviously know Lara and a couple of the other people in your team, but just devise, you know, what is your team? Is it 10 people? Is it three people? Is it, uh, and what roles do they do to help with that networking? Sure. It was about six, about um, a week and a half ago. Then it got up to 10 just before my suspension, the sheet day or two before my suspension. Um, now that's obviously on pause. I'm not on pause, but uh, I'm going to come back in a couple of days. Um, so what they do is they respond obviously to DMs and we're going to automate that as well using a tool called Mobile Monkey. Um, we're going we're gonna to have, we're one of the first, there's only 50 businesses out there. So we'll be like one of the, the only 60 businesses that have a link, a Instagram automation set up via Mobile Monkey. Um, but to go back to the question, yeah, so the team, what they do is they, they organize everything. They systematize the follow-ups. They have a system. Every time I launch a room, they reach out to all the moderators, all the influential moderators. Hey, you know, we're launching a room. We'd love you to be there. Give them an update. Uh, connect with them. See the bigger ones. Work with them. See how we can do joint rooms, how we could work together. Um, and just jump on calls. Build those relationships. You know, people still appreciate a simple call, a simple call to connect. Um, it, it just strengthens that relationship further. Now, obviously, the call being with myself is best, but I can't speak to everyone because I'm always on Clubhouse and, and I've got things to do. So they would jump on those calls in many cases as well instead of me. Or even if I jump on the call, they would follow up. So it's maintaining that relationship. And, and they're very pleasant. And Lara, Jennifer, they, you know, and then the rest of the team, they're really pleasant to talk with. And that helps build that relationship and strengthen it. Hmm. And just uh, moving on to a skill that you've talked about a lot and you have just been blown away by how good this works. It's called growth hacking. Uh, what is growth hacking? And uh, yeah, just start with that first and uh, we'll move on from there. Sure. So I, I'm fascinated by how little talked about this is. Everyone talks about content marketing, influencer marketing, social media, affiliate marketing, etc. But no, not many people talk about growth hacking, like actual growth hacking. So I found out what it was because one of my business partners got into it. So he was an employee at one of my consulting companies. His name is Kirill Cristales. And then he learned growth hacking. And then he showed me what he could do. Like, for example, right now, if you search best bachata dancer on Google, I use that example a lot. He did it for me as a little gift. I come up as number two. So I dance bachata, essential Latin dance. And I come up as number two um, on Google in Google's results. Now I think you have sometimes some people might have to click on the first link to see the result. Um, and he did that through growth hacking, you know, ranking. So number one on Google is not easy to do. And he did it within days. Um, then he started sending thousands of messages on various platforms, not thousands. He started with hundreds. I'm like, holy crap, like this is pretty impressive. Um, so what I did was I started looking into it and I started understanding the things that growth hackers do. And I'll explain it in a second. Um, and then what I did, I got so excited. I was in, in Turkey when COVID hit. So I was in Istanbul. I go to Fethiye, which is a touristic area in Turkey. And I rent a big villa, nine-bedroom villa. And I bring all the best growth hackers in the world there to work with me throughout COVID. The best thing I've done for my businesses. It was incredible. The things we built were crazy. We filmed some of the things there as well. that were, And we're publishing the videos. Now, everyone's excited. You know, what the hell is growth hacking? The best way I describe it, Craig, is... is it's a way of gaming algorithms and thinking outside the box. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, most people to rank high on Google, they create a nice blog post or a nice article. They optimize it. They do some backlinks. And, and that's, that's mainly it. Okay. Um, they do all the SEO optimization. Well, a growth hack will be like, hold on. What are websites that have good um, 
authority on Google. You know, Google has a high authority ranking for Wikipedia, uh, all the news on, you know, Reddit, Reddit, Medium, Quora. So, all right, let's leverage one of those, write our content on Medium to get it to rank because Medium has a high authority ranking, okay? Then what's the next step? All right, we write a good article. You have to always have good copy. Growth hacking, marketing, business, copies everything. So that's, that's a must for growth hacking. So you write a good article, you post it on Medium. All right, so many people do that. It's not growth hacking. How can we rank, make it rank higher? Then, all right, so what would Medium use to decide, hey, this article, Google or Medium, this article deserves a high ranking within Medium, and then Google will catch it. Well, the claps is something really important. So let's see how we can get many claps. There's websites where you can buy claps, just like, you know, the Medium claps, just like you can buy likes on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, that's easy. We can buy them, but anyone can buy them. And I'm sure Medium has a way to spot people that buy those claps, which is like a like uh, on social media. How can we make it seem realistic? See, Growth Hacker is going through that process. Okay, so what Medium wants to know is that someone read the article before clapping. Because if you buy a clap and someone goes there, claps and leaves, it goes to an article that takes 15 minutes to read and, and spends five seconds there, claps and leaves. Obviously, that clap is fake because they haven't spent 15 minutes to read it. So Medium's algorithm will catch on. Hold on. These, th this visitor, the claps shouldn't count because they spent five seconds. It's obviously a fake. So a growth hack would be like, oh, how can I make someone spend 15 minutes, clap, so the claps count? And then the solution is you go to a website called Microworkers, or you can go to another one called Mechanical Turk. We use Microworkers. And then you can – so Microworkers is a website where you can tell people to do literally anything you want uh, for very, very, very cheap because, like, you know, people from, from third world countries that charge you know, a few cents an hour. So what you do is you'd go to a website with microworkers and then you tell people to do the following. Go to your article on Medium. Um, um, send To send you, you have to get, you tell them what to do. So you tell them, find the sixth and the last word of each paragraph and send it to me and then clap and send me a screenshot that you clapped. So now what they have to do on microworkers, they have to literally count the words to get the sixth word and you can do like the 15th word and then the last word of each paragraph, which takes them about 15 minutes, which is how long it takes for the article to be read. And then to clap, Medium will see these people spent 15 minutes. They didn't actually read it. They don't care about the article. But they spent 15 minutes finding those words that you've asked them. And then they clap. So now the claps count. I'm just, I tried to show you one process of what a growth hacker would think. This is a great way to rank. We've ranked a lot of things very high on Google using that strategy among others. And then you've got the other ways, you know, automating messages. We send thousands of messages on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. The, the things they do are crazy. Like I'm, I'm humbled. I'm not, I shouldn't take credit for it. I'm just the guy that was smart enough to build an agency and hire a lot of the best ones. I did it mainly for my companies and then I built it into an agency. So I shouldn't take credit for those strategies. It's the team that I have that is incredibly smart and really good at doing it. Um, and, and I genuinely recommend any business owner to look at growth hacking, hire a growth hacker and any startup person starting in business to learn growth hacking as a skill it's in high demand, really high demand. Um, we've hired people that have, you know, taken courses that we, we're not affiliated with, but we know they're good. Um, so I highly recommend you learn it or you learn it for free. It's a great skill to have. High in demand, high in demand and uh, demand for it is high and, and it's really effective for a startup as well as for a six, seven or eight figure business.
So mm. I, it's a long-winded answer, but I hope it gives you a bit no, of an no, idea no, of what no, it was. Yeah, like I really enjoyed the understanding the process. So, for example, our podcast episode now, um, is that something you would be able to growth hack quite easily? Yes, yeah, so I'm looking at launching a podcast myself. We I've delayed it because of Clubhouse. So the first thing we do is we have something called the content machine. Um, now, you might have seen Gary V's content distribution strategy, which, is, which gained a lot of traction, where a piece of content gets cut out and distributed on, on YouTube, on social media, and you can get a content writer to write an article about, yeah, my discussion with Mario, what is growth hacking? And then that becomes an article with a link to your podcast. Um, so that, they're the basics, this, this, this content distribution. But then what we do, is our content machine has, um, some, has a growth hack to it, where we, add, we do things like that medium clap. So if we write a medium article on it, we'll clap and we'll get it ranking high. There's ways to get more reviews for a podcast to get it to rank higher um, in the algorithm. Um, you post a YouTube video, for example. Let's say you distribute this video we have. I'm not sure if you distribute it on YouTube, but let's say you do. What we would do, for example, is we would ask people to go to the YouTube video. You have to do it within the first hour. It's really important to go to the YouTube video, watch it all, and you have to find a way to kind of confirm that they watched it all, and then comment and like. Um, within the first hour but instead of just giving them the link of your video so let's say this is called growth hacking with mario nofo okay this video or, or growth hacking tips and tricks by mario nofo so what you would tell people let's go you go to micro workers and you tell people are micro workers don't don't give them the link you tell them go on youtube search growth hacking tips for some people others you might tell them search for growth hacking tricks um and then find the video for my channel, so they have to scroll and find it, click on it, watch it, like, comment. Now, what did you do there? Instead of just telling people to click on the link of the of the podcast, of the YouTube link, so sending the link, click on this, go like and comment, you told them to search for it. YouTube's algorithm will, will like that. They'll be like, hold on, these people are searching for growth hacking tips and they're going all the way down. They look at Craig's video and they select that one. Craig must be, you know, the thumbnail must be good or the title because in YouTube, thumbnail and title are two most important things, especially the thumbnail. YouTube's algorithm be like, hey, this thumbnail, this topic is actually good because they actually clicked on it and they actually watched it all and they liked it and commented. We'll give it a lot of love and it will make it rank really high. So anything growth hacking, if you search for anything growth hacking on YouTube, our videos come up with for most strategies to do with growth hacking, uh, all the different tactics. Uh, because we've done that strategy, we rank really high. Our channel is called We Are Growth Hackers. So if you search different things like LinkedIn automation, medium hack, messenger hack, so all these things, and we come up, is because we've used that exact strategy I just told you now. And um, so that gives you an idea of how we would um, we would growth hack a, a podcast. Mm, very interesting, fascinating. So I'm, I've uh, just sort of semi-launched my book at the moment. Um, so similar sort of strategy for that. Yeah. So a book is is interesting. I can. I, I don't know the strategies we use for that, but there's a really good strategy to get a lot of reviews. Then there's something called, okay, there's one one um, hack that's worked for us for the last year. Uh, when, by the way, when we say hack, everything's legal, ethical, et cetera. It's a sexy word, but it's not really hacking. Uh, it's just a, you're hacking growth. You're not hacking a platform or anything. Um, so one growth hack, so instead of hack, let's call it growth hack, that we're doing right now that would work really, work really well for any free plus shipping. So you know the free plus shipping book model, which everyone does. And we use something called the messenger hack. Um, I think if you go messenger hack on YouTube or just go, we are growth hackers messenger, um, it will come up. It's a way to sell within many chats, like within many chats, you have a whole sequence all automated and then a checkout there with, you know, free plus shipping works really well. The engagement is insane. It works for any product. 
you can actually use it for CBD and cannabis because Facebook's um, ad policies don't apply to it because it's not gen it's not technically an ad. It's the many chat sequence. So the ad can take people to the sequence. So you can actually have ads for your book, but instead of taking them to a landing page, you take them to a many chat sequence where they sit there answering questions and then they check out within many chat. Um, so the video explains it a lot better than I because the team does it and uh, the technical aspects are all there. We actually talk about the whole strategies. We're, we're pretty open about it. Um, and it works really, really freaking well for any free plus shipping offer. The engagement we got has been um, insane. Mm, very interesting. Fascinating topic. And I'm sure people listening today would, uh, their eyes will open up to a new way to uh, market their services and products. Let's uh, move on back to Clubhouse, circle back around, because we've talked a bit about it throughout the this episode, but there's a lot of people that are not on Clubhouse and that they're probably sitting there thinking, what is Clubhouse? So how would you describe Clubhouse? What is it? And what's the potential? Yeah, uh, potential is insane, like genuinely insane. But what is Clubhouse? You jump in and it's like, the best way to describe it is like multiple Zoom calls going on and you can just jump in as an audience member and listen to people chat in a Zoom call. That's the best way I would put it. It's an audio Zoom call. So you can go into, you can find rooms in your in your homepage. It's called the hallway. You find different rooms, which each room is like a, a group of people talking. They're called speakers and moderators. They'll be talking about a subject and people in the audience will be listening. Could be like 20 people, could be 2,000 people. The limit is 5,000. Um, and that's essentially what Clubhouse is. It's just those rooms you go in and you just listen and you can put your hand up and they might bring you up as a speaker, especially in smaller rooms. And you might end up becoming a contributor. Um, potential is crazy. Like I've been on the platform in a month. Obviously, I've had massive growth, and so everyone will probably uh, have this. Not everyone will have this growth. Um, but the amount of business opportunities, the connections I have with some of the biggest names in business and celebrities I've never met before is crazy. It's opened up insane doors for me. You know, the day before I got suspended, I was interviewing. The day just the day I got suspended, I was in, I was about to interview Randy Zuckerberg, for example. Um, these big names are. No, Les Brown drops in all the time, Jay Shetty, Craig Clemens, all these big names, you know, Grant Cardona, Ty Lopez, of course. Um, they drop in the, the, the room and we sit there chatting. Uh, that's insane. And the engagement, the reach is crazy. You know, I would be getting thousands of followers a day just by going and speaking in different places. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's my two cents on the platform. I highly recommend everyone buys an iPhone and goes, finds an invite or buys one on Reddit. I think you can buy uh, invites now. Not sure how legitimate it is. I've never tried it. Uh, buy an invite or get an invite somehow get an iphone it's worth it. i've got two in front of me no one in front of me one upstairs and i was about to get a third one as backup um and, and just start using the the, the 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 um the app to give you a context you know i've got a few companies doing seven and eight figures and i stopped working at all of them five weeks ago to go full-time into clubhouse literally full-time i'm also a dancer uh, which is my hobby i travel the world dancing and i'm barely training um, because of Clubhouse. So um, I see the value, I see the potential, and I highly recommend it. Anyway, everyone goes in, especially if you sell an info product. I don't, but I, if I did, I'd be definitely all over it. Or you're in B2B. They're the best ones. Or, of course, if you're building a personal brand, it's, it's obvious that it's the best place to be. Mm. And at your level, you sort of touched on it before um, with the back-end strategies. So you have people that are helping manage DMs. Uh, you've got people that are connecting with you for opportunities all the time. I mean, the amount of opportunities that I've had just... Uh, a, thousand, it, a thousand messages a day, man. It's insane on Instagram. A thousand messages a day at the peak. 
Yeah, <laughs> and so you've, you, you definitely need a team to do it. Um, what automations are you looking to put in place? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, we're using a, a tool. We're going to start using a tool called Mobile, Mobile Monkey um, that allows you to automate Instagram messages. The founder, Larry Kim, called us today to give us access. It's not available publicly yet, automated Instagram messages, but it should open up soon by Facebook. Um, so that's on, on that end. Another one is a, is a good, if you go on my Instagram, in my bio, there's a link, like similar to Linktree. And there you can, like different options. People can select, I want to, you know, I want to mod in your room. I want to do business with you. I want to sell you my services. I want to, um, you know, I had a question about X, Y, Z. I'm interested in growth hacking. So people will select and then that will go to the right person. Um, beyond that, it's not too much automation. Obviously, you know, we had a broadcast on WhatsApp to all the moderators. I'm guessing you're in there as well, where we update whenever there's a room launching, get a message. Um, we do it manually on Instagram as well, but we're moving them to WhatsApp because you got that broadcast function. Um, so these are the automations we're doing, but it's still no, it's still a pro in progress. It's still um, uh, in progress at the moment because obviously it takes time for these things to uh, uh, for systems to be automated and systematized. Hmm. And with your like the guest list that you've had on there, you've um, you know you've had Ty Lopez, Les Brown, Jay Shetty, you know, Grant Cardone, you know, many big influencers and entrepreneurs. Did you reach out to them personally, or just because your room had so much momentum that people reaching out to you? Yeah. So Jay Shetty, the team reached out. Hey, say drop by, and he just dropped by. Grant Cardone, we never did. Ty Lopez, we never did. Um, Ty Lopez drops in often. We, uh, I love chatting to him. He's a pretty cool guy to chat with. He talks a lot though, but he's pretty smart. Um, who else is there? So uh, Brendan Bouchard just dropped in um, because Craig Clements, his friend, was dropping in and I connected with him. But whenever a celebrity drops in, we connect directly offline and we build that relationship. Les Brown, um, Jay Abraham almost dropped in, but Les Brown, I think, just dropped in or they spoke to his, his son and then he came in. I think his son dropped in and then we, he got his, his dad to come in. Um, I was speaking to Sun today. Um, and the others, they come and go. And like a lot of them will just drop in because they like to come to the biggest rooms and we just bring them up immediately. There's way more celebrities than what we've just mentioned. We've got about 20 people that you'd consider celebrities, 2025. Um, so more than one a day, they just drop in. So it's pretty insane. And now it's becoming more and more common uh, for celebrities to come into big rooms. You know, my, my um, colleagues are doing rooms now while I'm, I'm offline for a few days and they've had celebrities in their rooms as well drop by. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it works well. And just uh, on that room, like I'm a moderator often in your rooms, but if someone was looking to get started with Clubhouse today and they wanted to host rooms, what's you know, your key to building a room with momentum? Is it lots of people with lots of different skills collaborating together? Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Sure. So the first thing you need to do is you need to start building your own following. And that's going to other rooms, putting your hand up, speaking, connecting with people and then giving them value. So they see, Hey, this guy, this girl guy gives value. Let me move them as a speaker. And then later as a moderator, and then you go into those rooms, you collect followers that way. So going into other rooms and contributing value. Number two is creating your own room and doing it consistently day after day. And number three, the title of the room plays a significant role. We've tested it. It makes a massive difference on whether a room will work or not. So the titles are key. It's like SEO. Number three, number four, a really powerful one, is connecting and networking, building those relationships with the influential people on the platform that goes a long way because they'll bring you up. They'll give you attention. Um, so that's number four. It's connecting with those big names on the platform and networking and, and just giving them value. They will reciprocate. 
Mm. And, and with the SEO, the title, what what's the key to that? It changes because it's like one one title works. You know, there was a period where every room had millionaire in it. Another another week, uh, every room had high achievers in it. Um, so it changes week by week. It's about looking at which rooms are doing well. What title are they using? And how can you iterate on that and improve on it? And that's what they all do. They look at which ones are working. Let's use that as a guide and create our title based on what works with them. Mm. And just while we're talking about uh, collaboration in rooms, to get, you know, for me, I, um, when, when Clubhouse popped up, my podcast last year, I'd literally already interviewed the bigger influencers that have the biggest rooms in Clubhouse. So I'd already inter- interviewed Rob Moore, Daniel Priestley, Michael Lane. Uh, they were all already guests on my show last year. So when I uh, jumped into Clubhouse, I thought, wow, it's so easy to connect with these people now. The work I went through last year to network and collaborate and do a show with, it was, you know, quite arduous. So, um, you know, it's uh, it was a good thing that I did build relationships with those guys before Clubhouse because they all know who I am now. But um, I think Clubhouse has closed the gap on your ability to connect with people. Would you uh, agree with that? Daniel Priestley is a good friend now. Rob Moore, we chat. Um, so, and I didn't know who they were. I knew Daniel Priestley, not Rob Moore, even though he's a big name in the UK. Um, but I, the platform, just, just we connected really easily there. It works really, really well. Really well. Um, like, Again, Les Brown, we channel what's up, um, Ty Lopez, um, Marco Santorelli. So all these names that are big in business. Uh, a billionaire, we're working with a billionaire called Naveen Jain. He was in my, in my room. Um, that wouldn't have happened without Clubhouse. So yeah, it, it just, for now at least, it closes the gap. For now, if you're an early adopter, that will obviously mature and, and it will become like every other social media platform over time. Hmm. Just the last question on that before we move into the next section. Um, what's your just like crystal ball prediction? Nobody really knows, but uh, there's a few um, social media platforms now really trying to um, create sort of competition uh, that may stop, um, you know, big influencers that haven't adopted Clubhouse already might say, oh, I'm just going to use the Facebook version or the Twitter version because my audience is already here. Um, you know, there's potential what Facebook usually does is go and make a, just a crazy offer and a buyout. What, what do you see happening with Clubhouse over the next 12 months? Yeah. Um, now, Facebook buying Clubhouse wouldn't be surprising. Facebook likes to partner, acquire first. Like they like to acquire before they like to to destroy. Um, and they said that before. Um, so yeah, Twitter Spaces, Facebook's doing a competitor. It's going to be interesting. All the big names are already in Clubhouse, dropping in Clubhouse, building a following. So it's growing so quickly that it might be too late for a competitor to kind of dis- to, to, yeah, disrupt that growth. And they're, they're just, it's skyrocketing. It's growing so freaking quickly. It's insane. Every day counts. Like I've been off for a week and I feel like it's been a month. Um, so it's, it, it just moves really quickly. And the retention rate is really high. Um, so I'd be really surprised if they don't survive the big guys competing with them. So I, I would be, I, I'd expect Facebook to make an offer. Um, but I'm not sure whether, whether, Rohan and, and Paul would, would accept that offer. So it'll be interesting to see. But as you said, you never really know. And is it really worth risking not going on to Clubhouse in case they don't last? I would still go on. There's massive attention that's underpriced. Get that attention. They close down. Worst case scenario, you have a great audience. Like if I leave today, I've been on the platform for a month. If I never get back on, 
I've built an incredible, um, an incredible asset of relationships and businesses just from that one month. Yeah, same same with me. I, that's what I always say to people. So part of my strategy hasn't been just about boosting numbers and that uh, I've actually, you know, interviewed 40 people on my podcast since that, you know, Clubhouse has uh, been on Clubhouse. For, this is my fifth week. And um, I've also uh, got a handful of people that I'm, you know, I've got potential to do some potential JV businesses, collaborations with. So if Clubhouse closed tomorrow, it's uh, mission complete uh, anyway. So I totally agree with you. At the end of every episode, I always ask a handful of questions. I call them rapid-fire questions. They don't necessarily have rapid-fire answers. Um, But what's the best book or best something content that you believe that every person trying to get ahead should uh, read or listen to? And it could be a a handful. Yeah, I've been recommending. I read a lot. I used to read a lot. Now I listen to a lot of podcasts. But um, the book I'd recommend is, is The Obstacle is the Way. Not many people recommend it, but I think most people focus on how to succeed, but they don't focus on how to deal with the punches to the face. Um, the ability to deal with, with, um, with um, uh, you know, setbacks on your journey, will, it will play a big role in determining that success that you reach. So if you get punched in the face and you don't know how to react, like, if you got punched in the face like I did a week ago and not being on the platform, most people would genuinely give up. I spoke to as many people that go through what I'm going through right now, many. Um, and, and I was speaking to someone else who's been who's it's two weeks now and he's going through the process. He's like, he's in denial and he literally said, I just want, don't want, like, I might just not bother with the app anymore. Um, that will destroy a potential career. My way of dealing with it, I'm like, let me turn that into an opportunity. Let me get podcasts, let me get press, and let me keep the momentum going, build relationships, focus on the business relationship that I got on Clubhouse, so, and build con- more connections. So I did all these things to, to to keep that momentum going. So because I read the book, The Obstacle is the Way, and I, 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 I follow that process, that stoic process. So The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I think it's a very short book, but a must for any other entrepreneur. Um, all the entrepreneurship books on how to grow – uh, the lean way of growing a business, um, how to build a community. There's many of those that I could recommend, um, but I would just do that. The others change all the time. Um, there's any book that talks about building communities, I'd recommend to focus on those, especially more recent ones, because the way to build a community is evolving over time. Mm. What about the best bit of advice you've ever received? The best bit of advice I can give, because I'm not sure if I received it or I read it or I'm not sure or reading it is like receiving it through um, a book. Um, the, the, I'll give them advice. It would be a great one if I received that as well. And I wish I received. Um, building a community for a business is really difficult, but really powerful. That would be my piece of advice. Build a community, whether you're e-com, B2B, info product, whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. What about on the flip side, what's the worst bit of advice you've ever received? Oh, there's so many crappy advices in business. Um, If you believe it, you're going to achieve it. If you visualize it, you're going to get there. Um, You can always achieve what you believe in. Yeah, 
those cheesy um, inspirational ones. They're great for giving someone drive and inspiration. But, you know, if you look at them logically and dissect them, no, of course, there's going to be success stories of I, you know, I, I envisage, envisage myself being a millionaire and I'm a millionaire. But it's not because I, I visualized it. It's because I had to go through all the other shit to get there. Yeah, no, I agree. That's uh, come up out of uh, probably 120 interviews, a third person that said, I, I totally agree with that because, you know, if you visualize it, you can do it. If you wanted to fly like a bird and you're visualizing, it's just not physically possible. For me to run 100 meters in the Olympics faster than Usain Bolt is just not possible. So, I will change it. I'll change it. Not, I wouldn't say if you visualize it, you can do it. No, if you visualize it, you're more likely to do it. Visualizing does help. But visualizing is not a strategy. Yeah. What about for you in the next 12 months? What are you looking to achieve? Um, building a massive community um, through Clubhouse and other channels mm. of entrepreneurs and business owners. Yeah. And what about it, this podcast and my, I guess, story and vision mission is all around helping inspire and educate people to make the most of their one shot at life. What would you say about that or to help inspire someone? understand yourself like to know what that one shot is what it is that you want to do in life you got to understand what drives you what makes you happy there's a lot of personality tests you could do there's a lot of ways to understand yourself what drives me is momentum and growth okay that's what drives me as a person so everything around me is designed to keep that momentum going and that's what makes me happy um so understanding yourself do you want to achieve great wealth Dig it, peel that onion. Is it really great wealth? Or is it the respect you get when you have great wealth? Or is it the freedom that you have? Or is it that you can travel the world? You can have a big family. So as you peel that onion, you understand exactly what makes you happy. And then use that knowledge, knowing what makes you happy. Use that to determine what, what it is that you want to achieve um, throughout your life. Mm, very well said. And where do people find you? Uh, Clubhouse, obviously, but uh, where else? Yes, just Google my name. It's not no one with my name, really. So Mario Nofel, N for Nelly, A-W-F for Fred, A-L. So Mario Nofel, F-A-L. Um, if you Google me, there's many ways to reach out to me. LinkedIn, I don't check LinkedIn, but I don't check it. Instagram, and now we're checking it because of Clubhouse. Um, yeah, just Instagram would be an easy one to reach out to me for now. Mm. And from me, I want to uh, thank you for taking the time to jump on to the One Shot Movement podcast. Uh, great to uh, connect, like literally on a more personal level. Five weeks ago, you were uh, at my gym many, many years ago, as we uh, discussed. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best for the rest of the year and moving forward. And we'll see you in the clubhouse. Thanks, Craig. I'll see you soon on Clubhouse, man. Cheers. Wow, what an incredible episode with Mario. Such a diverse conversation across many areas. I hope you get a lot of value out of that episode. If you did like the episode, make sure that you share it with your friends. Make sure you put it on your social. Make sure that you give us reviews. It's important to get great guests like Mario. If you haven't got a copy of my book, you've got one shot. Head across to my website at craigschultz.com. While you're there, book in a coaching session with me and we can do a deep dive in how we can help you amplify all areas of your life. As I always say at the end of every episode, you've got one shot at life. Go out there and give it your best shot, whatever it is for you. My name's Craig Schultz and I'm the host of the One Shot Movement podcast.